Hello, what's happening everybody? This is John from the Endless Celtics podcast and you're watching episode 101. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Francis and Ross. Boys, how are you doing? All good, John. All good. A bit more sober than Friday night. <laughs> I think we're on a better state than we were Friday night. <laughs> uh, you may notice as well that there's uh, no Stephen this time. Uh, I'm taking the hosting seat. Uh, Stephen unfortunately had to attend a funeral today, so my great uncle Sammy, who passed recently, uh, rest in peace, Sammy. Um, obviously, so he Stephen's over in Ireland, so he he was attending that. Um, so I've taken the reins, uh, and we'll be obviously discussing the the three 0 victory over Dundee United in the Scottish Cup. So I'll just get straight into things, lads. Uh, before we go into the, too much detail about the the game itself. Uh, Right here, your initial thoughts. Obviously, when the, the when the lineup was announced, the team sheet was put out. What, what was your initial thoughts, Francis? Uh, well, it's, it's one of the ones just you weren't surprised that you had the second guest Ange again and got the squad wrong. But one, obviously, the the, the glaring standout was a, the emergence of Yacht and Abada for the squad. But what I liked more about them not being not like it was the fact that nothing was in the media about. So it was like no sort of any leaks or anything like that. Eh, eh, that like people out. It was just everything seemed to be kept under lock and key, so to speak. So, but apart apart from that, when you realised they were out through insane illness, I believe it was, there was no real great surprises. I thought maybe maybe Beaton coming in after his perfect like keeping his position after eh, the game at Livingston, but. It's like we were discussing the chat. Anz isn't gone for a strong start in 11. It's a strong squad, and whoever seems to come in, there's no major drop off, John. No, I mean, as you say, I saw something earlier today actually, and it was a first 11 of players who didn't kick a ball yesterday. And you're still looking at that team and you're saying that's a really strong side. Uh, I think one of the things uh, that's different this year than the previous season is that we have that level of depth now uh, and so when these ch- changes come in we're no sitting thinking or, or we're, we're not overly worried uh, about the, the team that's been put out or for me anyway I'm no I'm no overly concerned because I know we can rely on these guys and I know they can come in and do a job in various positions I think one of the things uh, the biggest miss was uh, the fact that there was no like Jota and Abada weren't even on the bench now I don't know whether they just gave him, Ange just giving him a complete rest, or if maybe there was something, I'm not sure if you have heard any different, if maybe it was something in training, maybe they had a wee niggle and just he wasn't going <clears> to <throat> risk anything. But let's, Jota's no been hitting the same sort of heights as he was earlier in the season. So that may also have been a factor in him for the squad. Ross, what, what was your thoughts when the, when the initial uh, team sheet was released? Um, much like Franny, if I think I think Abada was was sick. Um, I'm sure I heard that somewhere. I can't even mind where though. But uh, I think he was sick. As regards Jota, I'm not sure. But uh, I like Franny. It was it's sort of pleasing in the sense that Jota and Abada obviously weren't in the squad. Nobody had cracked a light beforehand. Nobody knew anything about it. And it's happened a couple of times. Jacob uh, Marcus, uh, a couple of games ago or whenever it was, uh, he he was sick uh, and nobody knew he wasn't going to be part of the squad or anything like that. So there's no leaks, if you like. Uh, yeah. And it's taking away from people 
thinking they're in the know and saying this guy's got to be playing or that guy's got to be playing. But uh, as regards the starting lineup, I, I enjoy doing our wee bit on the podcast where we have to try and guess the lineup, but there's just <laughs> no point. You, you, you're not going to set and guess him because he's he's got so many sort of options at his disposal that I've said it before. It, he's not got a best eleven. He's got a squad. And he uses the squad to its full potential. He uses every, well, not every single player, but he uses almost all of them eh, and rotates it because of the way we play. And again, obviously, injury, sickness, whatever, has sort of pushed that eh, last night as well. But yeah. I dare say he would have still made some changes anyway. Eh, but I, I, I wasn't... I wasn't disappointed when I seen the lineup. I was like I always am. Okay, that's not the team that I thought he was going to pick, but it'll still be good enough, or should still be good enough to win the game. And again, it was it was proved that they were. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I, again, it just got it's just testament to the fact that um, that again going back to the level of depth we have, we know we can rotate players now. Um, if you if you were to be in the, if we, if we were in a similar situation, let's say last season, um, and you seen we had maybe four who would otherwise maybe be first team players be it by injury or, or for whatever reason and the guys that were coming in to replace them we didn't have any confidence in them we didn't have any faith that they were going to be able to nobody was performing at all last season um, but it's night and day when you see the team now uh, and again it's testament to Ange uh, and his recruitment um, and, the, and, and the guys that he's bringing in obviously being able to play multiple different positions like we saw Maeda playing on the left um, which I, I believe uh, Francis Yuang, you pointed this out yesterday as well, was it, it, where he primarily played when he was in Japan, and he looked great on that I must side. Well, YouTube clubs, so John, I'm no a Japan daily. Well, daily. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, That's you, not you, what you said in the group chat, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> might have had a performance, uh, uh, not a performance, uh, an inside source. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony coming in, magnificent performance mm-hmm. last night. Tanner thinks away is in a very tough game. We controlled the start to finish despite United clearly being up for it. I would agree with that. I think United turned the game is at certain points. We didn't make it easy for ourselves. Again, this passing back, Joe Hart trying to be a sweeper. I, I know he plays that kind of role, but there was a couple of times last night where he, he was a bit uncomfortable in some of his decision making in terms of his passing. <clears throat> was a wee bit uh, iffy for me. Uh, everybody else in the chat as well. I just want to say hiya, James, Alistair, Martin, Peter, uh, William, Anthony, Stephen, who's popped in. Uh, Ian McIntosh, Martin K. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Um, Guessing Jensen joined Tenerife too much. Is he away? Is he? Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. the age, Ed. But no, I, I mean, like, just going back to that point that Anthony made there about the how difficult Tanadays can be for us on occasion. <clears throat> um, like I said, we scored an early goal, uh, which obviously helped settle some nerves. Um, and I think for the for the first half, anyway, we were certainly in control. We, we certainly dominated possession, and we seemed that we didn't look like Dundee United didn't look too much of a threat. But the second half was a little bit of a different story. Obviously, Dundee United pressed us a little bit more, uh, and when they were attacking us, they looked up for it. Um, obviously, we defended well. Hank Starfelt had an incredible game. Vickers solid as usual. Uh, Hart didn't really have much to do, but again, we'll touch on obviously these like these passbacks and his decision making. Francis, just w- what did you think of the game? Just sort of briefly, oh, first the comparison between the first and the second half. 
for me, John, I, I think maybe just Dundee United had a spell in the second half, maybe 10 minutes up until we got that goal. Then I think we, we controlled the game after that. Like the first half was, it was almost reminiscent of the, the previous game at Tannadice in the league where we were absolutely frightening for the, the full game. I mean, we were really good, I thought, for the majority of the game yesterday. Dundee United had that wee spell, five, ten minute spell in the second half, I thought, but nothing that really threatened Joe Hart. I just, the team just seemed to carry on for the Livingston game, the break. I say a break, it was, it was eight days, it just it felt like a break. Uh, it seems to have sort not rejuvenated, but just gave them enough, enough sort of recovery time instead of it being match recovery match again and it's I think and just probably love this wee mini break so to speak to to work on things in training and stuff we'll be able to work on on more stuff but I just I thought it was a really assured performance a, nearly a complete like nearly a perfect performance but it's it's getting to Livingston and the the game last night is more like what we've seen when we came back for the winter break. Obviously, we had a wee run of games. We still managed to win them apart for the Hibs. We, we drew that game. We were, weren't really maybe putting in the best performance, but picking up results. So, it's I, I thought it was a really, really good performance with many, many uh, pluses. Maeda, like William said, I thought Maeda was really, really good yesterday. Very direct and stuff. Very good, yeah. And um, Carl McGregor, I just thought he was absolutely frightening last night. But no, nah, I thought it was it was another positive performance, John. No, absolutely. I would agree with all the points you made there, Ross. Uh, just coming, a couple of people here have chipped in as well and have said that the 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 pitch looked terrible and it was difficult for the it looked like the, diff, the pitch was difficult for them to play on. For it wasn't it didn't look so bad to me. But Ross, do you think that that maybe had an effect on uh, the second half performance, or do you think it had or did it factor in at all? Um, personally, I thought the pitch was a cowfield. Thought it was. <laughs> I I thought it was really poor. It was covered in baubles. There was patches. It it wasn't lush, full grass. But I mean, it, it can happen at this stage of the season. Uh, in the winter, the winters we go through or whatever as well. But I didn't think it was the best pitch. But in the game itself, I thought thought we started. Maybe slightly nervy. Uh, no nervy. I think that's the wrong word. We, we started a bit unsure, and I think it was credit to Dundee United because they pressed us high and they came out the traps a lot quicker than I expected. I thought they'd have kind of maybe sat off and just to try to feel their way into the game, but they didn't do that, and credit to them. And it, it, Starfelt have a couple of the hairy moments in the first half that he got away with. And the one that he it looked like he bundled uh, McNulty over in the box, there was nothing in that. He, never, he hardly touched him. He he was looking for it instead of trying to get in and goal, which he should have done. And he expected more contact, didn't he get it? But uh, I thought after that, we started to feel our way into the game, took control as we always do. Uh, Cal McGregor in the middle of the park was absolutely immense. Uh, and then we got our goal and it just kind of settled things down a bit. Uh, but it wasn't overly cohesive in the first half. In the second half, I thought I think he was right to take Hattie off at half time. Um, but 
I think he brought it was Rogic he brought on, and it, for Rogic, me, yeah. I think that first 10 15 minutes of the second half, we sort of struggled. Uh, Dundee United were winning the midfield battle for me and uh, getting a bit of joy without really affecting us in the final third. And I think a lot of that is credit to Starfelt and uh, Carter Vickers, especially Starfelt, who in the whole second half, I thought he mopped up everything that came into the box. I thought he was immense the second half. Uh, but then again, with once that initial burst for Dundee United, if you like, and then Rogic and O'Reilly and that started to feel their way in again, we took control, we got the goal. And it was sort of, without sound disrespectful, it was easy street uh, for the final 20, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were well worthy of the win over the piece. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I would agree with most of the stuff you said there, Ross. I think that when you mentioned, though, that the first half seemed to be, or was a little bit more shaky for us, um, I, I would I tend to disagree with that myself because I thought the first half, we were we were we looked, well for the majority of the first half we looked far more likely to score, um and we seemed to control the ball a lot better. Um, I, I agree with what you said about Hatati, um, but the change to bring Rogic on this is another talking point that we've had as well on this podcast and in our group chat um, about playing O'Reilly and Rogic uh, at the same time. Uh, Francis obviously Ange made that change at half time and at the beginning of the second half. It didn't look like again that it was going to work. What was your thoughts on the change? I, I agree that I think the change had to happen because, like, Hatati's challenge was a booking all day long. It was, it was nothing more, nothing less. It, it wasn't a red card that some made out like they're trying to punt the narrative that it was a dangerous tackle. Even some of the commentators were saying it was a bit dangerous, but I just felt, considering the referee, considering the challenge, it did get booked for. I thought it was just one challenge away for a red card and I'm not too sure if that carries on a league game so it was a sensible decision to take him off but to bring Rogic on when you're only one that I just we've seen it just the Rogic O'Reilly partnership just doesn't seem to work it doesn't seem to give us the energy we need in the middle of the park but we did get away with it yesterday so it's one of the ones done but no, I'm just I'm, I'm not a fan and it's actually funny you mentioned obviously Ross and William were talking in the group chat earlier about a best possible best midfield free if maybe thinking about the Rangers game and things like that. And it was just nice just to sit back and realise how good the squad was when you're you weren't arguing with, you weren't actually arguing with William and Ross. You were just like, This is actually a decent debate. They're actually arguing about a decent midfield free and both of them are nearly picking a different midfield free and then the one thing we all could agree on was O'Reilly and Rogic, as long as that isn't a combination of the, the three. But uh, it was it was a strange one considering that it's happened. He's done it twice now, hasn't he? He played the Rogic and the Elves. That's like, obviously the first Bodo Glimp game he'd done it. And I'm yep. sure he's done a different game, but it just it's never worked in any of the games. So it was it was a strange one, although I did agree with taking Hatati off. Yeah. Ross, uh, I, I would agree with that. Francis Ross, I just want to come to you with the same sort of question though. I want to say, what with it? What is it? Do you think what what is the reason specifically that you think Rogic and O'Reilly are they developing that partnership in the middle? Because on paper, you're looking at both these players. They've both had fantastic seasons, and you think having that kind of creativity in midfield, uh, the, the sort of how good uh, Rogic is with the ball at his feet and getting forward and. O'Reilly with his passing 
and how creative they can be. What what is it about the, that pairing is it, that's no working, or what, or why is it no working? Um, uh, well, I don't think it's anything sort of going forward. I, I think they're very similar types of player. Uh, I think they're both going to play the furthest forward in any midfield three. So when they're playing together, know that they're vying for that position, but I think that you probably get a bit more going back the way out here, right? Or O'Reilly, but um, I just think they're they are really similar players, and I think you need that sort of what's the word that that can kind of balance in the midfield three because it is only a three, uh, and I mean I dare say that they might given time they might start to work a bit better, and I have to say actually as much as. I didn't when it, when Rogic first came on. I don't think it worked, but they they did sort of feel their way into the game a bit, and they started to get to grips with it in the middle of the park. But I just don't think that there's enough. It's hard to put my finger on it to be honest with you, because it's only two or three games they've done it together. Um, but on the face of it, when you look at it with other combinations that we've used, it's probably been the least effective. So. Whether it, it whether it's a not a working partnership or it's just less effective than the other ones remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 like you mentioned, some of the same player, and it seems that they're very similar. And it seems obviously a lot of people in the chat, Alistair, they make the same runs. Uh, Peters come in, they're two similar player. Williams echoed that. Um, it seems to be that the sort of general consensus is that Rogic and O'Reilly don't sort of fit that midfield pairing because they are two. Close to being the 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 style of play is too similar. The, the way they move and etc. is too similar. But if again, just to come back on that, if you'd have said at the start of the season, if you could get another player in like Rogic in in that centre midfield, or if you could have two Rogic's playing on at the same time, I'd, for me, yeah, I'd 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 take the hand off you for it. But now that you've got it, and again, when you look at the other options that we've got, we're seeing that it's maybe not the best idea, and that that pairing obviously. Doesn't work. Um, so again, it comes back to this whole thing about we're we're in a very fortunate position at the minute this season because of the depth we've got. We could sit here and talk for another thirty minutes to an hour about who we think the best midfield pairing is, who the best three is, and we it's could all have different. We might a lot. A lot of us might hear the same sort of. We might agree, but a lot of us may hear other. Like you mentioned uh, about the chat earlier. Um, there, there was there was like good discussion about who the best pairing would be, especially and it, the fact that we're just, we're talking about no who the best pairing is. Just period. It's who's uh, the best new, depending on who we're playing against. Aye, I was and, just going to say that. Aye, and yeah. matchups and that saw him. I think last year, even coming into this season, that we didn't think we'd be in a position where we could actually say we've got the the level of options. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it, what's that, Franny? You're playing the fact you're playing the fixture a wee bit now with the mid. Like, with the Aye. I think one of the things that we've we've been getting we and this is not a slight on any of the managers or anything we've had previously. Lennon's biggest problem was it was the same guys all the time. There was no change. Everything was stale. Uh, changes were like for like. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I know Angie's done something similar positional, like. But these players can play all these different kind of roles and, and the way they sort of overlap each other and the way they move and the way Ange <coughs> plays football is a hell of a lot different than what it was under Lennon. 
Um, I, by the way, I think that, sorry, John, I think no, that right. earlier in the season that Ange probably was on occasion accused of not playing the fixture, like Franny says, but I think it was a, a lot down to what options he had available. He had millions of injuries. He didn't have the squad that he's got now, exactly. but now with the, the players he's got, he's disposable. He's playing the fixture every single game. Aye. So, it, although it, with hindsight, probably accusing him of not playing the fixture was harsh, with Aye. hindsight. Mm-hmm. Aye. And I, I, again, it, it, it makes us sound a lot more privileged than we, we normally are because <laughs> you're going back and you're looking at, we're being critical now when we're no, I mean, we've got this, all these options available to us now and <clears throat> we didn't have that before. And Normally, we we would if if, if you'd have said at the start of the season we're going to have a settled first eleven, and then a couple of bit players that could come in, they would be like, right, we'll take it because we knew mm-hmm. the size of the job at hand, we knew the rebuild was going to be massive, and with new manager coming in, etc., you need time to adjust. So I think we'd all have been happy with that. But obviously, such as the 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 sort of the leaps and bounds that the teams came on, the the, the changes that Andy's made and the signings that he's made, and the the level of depth that we've got and the way that players can rotate and play like you've got guys who can play through the middle through on the left or the right and you can alternate guys I get, it just shows how many options Ange's got and like you say now that we've no succumbed to so many injuries we're starting to see Ange sort of play the fixture a bit more he's, he's, he's making changes to sort of deal with certain teams in the way that they set up um, and I think that when it doesn't happen we, we as fans because we're spoiled we, we can be critical and it's 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 quite a funny position when you consider where we were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things as well I wanted to touch on was sort of standout performances. Now, I think for me, I just wait, wait, let me just read a couple of these comments as well because mm-hmm. they're talking about the O'Reilly and Rogic situation. I do like O'Reilly, no shy with the dirty work, great vision, great passing. I would agree with that, mm-hmm. Ian. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, I think, and, and on paper, you'd think him and Rogic would be fucking dynamite in midfield together. You, you, there's nothing to say why that pairing wouldn't work. So Sometimes you can have a wee bit too much flair. Uh, mm. It's like if you had a team with 10, 10 11 misses in it, they're probably not going to win every game, know what I mean? Yeah. You, you need, you nice need that balance. <laughs> oh, it'd be nice, but you need that balance. Yeah. But, Aye. No, I, 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 I agree. It's PSG, but I know, no, no, the Messi. Uh, no. Like he says, that it's a very similar position. It's when Lampard and uh, Slippy obviously played for mm-hmm. England. The, the pairing just didn't work for whatever reason. Martin's come in. He's happy to see Karamoko getting a run out. He's definitely a talented lad. We've we've been we've been fans of him since he, he broke through, and we've been wanting to see Miriam Martin. And I'm hoping that that's still the case the rest of the season. Uh, Ian's come in as well. They said Lennon and Lambert couldn't they play in the same team. They could and did. And again, this that, that, that just shows you like. They were kind of similar players as well, and it's a very valid point because there's nothing to say that Rogic and O'Reilly can work, or maybe can't in future. Is it something that you you can maybe hope you're hoping that these two can maybe click and find something where can play off one another, um, and how that how that can sort of manifest itself? Um, Franny, just briefly, I, I, as I said, I was wanting to move on to sort of standout performances for me. Um, so I'll come to you first for me, but Starfelt. Again, seems to be silencing a lot of his doubters. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen back to earlier podcasts, I advocated for him, and I always says that he deserved getting a chance, <laughs> and it would it would come good. I, I mean, you, I, I believe that there was a, a solid defender in there. I'd heard nothing but good things about him prior to him coming. Um, 
and it's good to sort of see that come to fruition as well because we've needed it. And I know he makes silly mistakes sometimes and it, it, it can look a bit shaky at times, but I think overall, uh, for the course of the season, he, he's been pretty solid. And Maeda on the left looks frightening. And I think we, a Maeda and Kyogo partnership on the left and Kyogo through the middle would could absolutely tip. Like, I think it would have guys up all night dreading it because the the pace and the, the, the sort of the ability that they've got to get in behind a man is something we've been missing and I, I think that now that we've got these guys who are capable of doing it we've not had a chance to see them play together yet but I think that, that could be a, a fascinating pairing as well. What what was your opinion on who was to uh, a couple of standout players for you yesterday, Francis? Uh Cal McGregor I thought was was my man of the match for me. I just thought he was like it's it's a standard that's I'm in Cambridge, mate. I'm in Cambridge. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, Carl McGregor was for me a level above everybody in that part last night. I just thought he played the, the absolute perfect number six role, just dictated play. Can I disagree with Starfield? I thought, like Ross said, started with his wee shaky moments, but grew out in the game and then just like it just it seems a wee bit old school in the sense that he just loves defending it. Sometimes tries to get too tight, but I think when it comes to sort of his one-on-one duels, he, he really loses a header in the air and stuff like that. Similarly, similarly to Carter Vickers, I thought Taylor was good again yesterday. Like, just never stopped running, just kept on going. Um, Maeda, I, boy, was, boy was ridiculous again last night. Decision-making wasn't the best sometimes his first touch on the game, but the guy maybe is just settling in, it's uh, it was just one of them. I I'm not going to be too negative on the guy with a bad touch and thing. I thought he, I thought he really did play really, really well in that. Like down the yeah. left, he was good. And him and Kyogo, it's, it's got to be. If you do play Kyogo through the middle and Maeda down the left, like I know football's moved on a wee bit, but the one thing that's never changed is defenders didn't like running back the way towards the end goal, and they'll they'll just be absolutely brilliant for that. But I thought. There wasn't really anybody I thought that was poor, but the yeah, standouts for me has to be Carl McGregor, Maeda, and Starfield were the three that really stuck out. Forrest yeah. promising that he looked he looked sharp again and was was doing all running running the line, hitting the byline, taking his man on. But I three guys that stood out for me were McGregor, Maeda, and uh, Starfield. Yeah, I, I, again, I'd, I'd echo that. I, I want to touch on a point you made there just before we come to Ross. Um, about Maeda's first touch and Maeda's maybe not hit the ground running in the way we've expected him to. And I think it's fair to say that. that. Well, me personally, it's probably based on Kyogo, but which is unfair. It is unfair. And uh, I'm going to elaborate on that point as well because Mm -hmm. for me, I think that, I mean, if if we're right in saying that Maeda doesn't actually play through the middle, right, and he is merely a left-sided attacker, then that's one thing to consider because he's been asked to come in and play through the middle. Uh, the way Celtic have been playing a lot of football this season, we're running the byline and we're getting swinging balls into a box. He's not the biggest guy and he's not a target man. He's not like a Yakumakis who you would uh, love to have in that kind of position when the cross balls come in. Um, so he's not getting the delivery that he, he sort of needs. He looks like he's one of these players that plays off his man and then he can drop the shoulder, he can get by them, getting behind the defence. But he's not, get, he's, 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 not, he's not getting fed the ball, I guess, in the way that he would normally be used to. And like you mentioned as well, it's a period of adjustment. So I think, but 
I think it's we can see that how good he is and the stuff he does off the ball as well, drawing defenders away and getting in behind it. I mean, he has caught offside a lot of the time, but again, it just shows you how eager and quick he is uh, to, to sort of make those runs. It's just unfortunate that he's not getting the delivery. Um, but Ross, uh, I, I, sorry, I just wanted to, you can add to that as well if you want. <laughs> but, uh, Ross, what about yourself? Who was standout for yourself uh, yesterday? Um. Well, I think, obviously, Franny's touched on Cal McGregor. He was outstanding. Captain's performance again. He's doing it week in, week out. You know, eh, just he's, whatever midfield three you pick, Cal McGregor's going to be in it if he's fit. <laughs> That's it, plain and simple. And it's whoever, whatever other two is going to be suited. And it's whether he'll play in the six or the eight, depending on who the other two are. But um, I there's not enough superlatives for Carl McGregor now. The way he conducts his sale off the park, on the park, the way he looks after the team, the way he captains it, it, it he's absolutely outstanding. And he's he's probably certainly the best midfielder in Scotland for me by some way. Um, mm-hmm. Best player, quite possibly. Um, but uh, touching on Maeda, I thought he had a brilliant game last night. Again, Sort of, I was just going to say, a team player. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he is a team player. The stuff that he, the work rate he puts in for the team, kind of go unnoticed. And I, his first touch, his final decision making at times is no there, but it will come. But his, his work rate is outstanding. And for me, he's better on the left. I think that he's been used through the middle more than Ange probably would have liked to have. But with Giacomacus, eh, well, he, he's had a run of games, but he's, he's obviously been out and he likes to rotate it and stuff. I think he's been eh, deployed through the middle a lot more because of Kyogo's injury. If Kyogo yeah. had been here, he'd have been going between Kyogo and Giacomacus and it would have been Maeda and uh, Jota on the left, but he's he's been put through the middle a lot more, which has probably took away from his game slightly. I yeah. think it's evident that he's better facing up players than he is picking the ball up. He's back to goal. It takes away from his game. He, he running it, guys. Uh, but I thought he had a brilliant game. Uh, what's that? First Welcome along, Brown Warrior. But aye, he was outstanding. He affected the game. And even, I think it was in the first half, he eh, tracked back and the ball, he eh, 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 like blocked it or something and it went out for a throw. And you could see Ange was applauding him. He, he just appreciated like his oh, work rate and getting back. Yes. Aye. But see, I mean, not only Maeda, by the way, that every single player in that team as honest as the day is long, man. That, that's the first thing that Ange wants is work rate, and every one of them gee that. They, they're gain everything for Ange and the shirt now. Absolutely. That that can't kind of be questioned, and it's it's amazing off the back of what we watched last year. We guys no giving a shit, but mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought again, as I've touched on Starfield, I thought I've briefly said that I thought in the second half, every single ball that came into the box was dealt with by him, he won his headers everything that came in there, everything that came along the ground, he was there to clear it, mop it up, like his passing was pretty good uh, he's improving all the time yeah. he's no he doesn't look as composed and as calm 
is Carter Vickers, but I mean, there's no money there. Uh, he he's just he's just class. He he, he just yeah, strolls it. Aye, uh, he just strolls it. Uh, who else? I thought Forrest. He he done all right. Uh, he still he still know the Forest the old, but you can see I'm just gradually getting that bit more fitness, that bit more sharper. You can see he just looks more confident even when he's running. Mm-hmm. Even when he's got the ball, he just he's a bit more of a spring in his step. Uh, and he came off last night. You're the worry. As he maybe got a niggle again, you'd say to yourself, John, in the chat, he was uh, limping or whatever. But when he's coming down the touchline, he gives the thumbs up. I don't know if it was appreciation to the fans or just to let them know that I'm all right, Ken, don't worry about it or whatever. But uh, the whole team played well. Giacomakis, you've just got to give him a special mention again. That's nine goals for Celtic and nine one touch finishes. Absolutely outstanding. He's, he's a nuisance. Uh, he's strong. Is that is that an he's official stat, Ross? <laughs> one touch finishes. I think. You, I think it is. The only one I can question is like, see the scissors kick by scissor kick tight one. I think it was his second one against Dundee. I'm not too sure if he controlled that bench shot, but that's the mm. only one I'd be dubious about. Well, I right seen now. something online today, and it said it was nine one touch finishes. And, I, so... I, I quite believe that, mate. I quite believe no, that. I, as, uh, well, just Alice just come in here as well and just says there, uh, obviously nine, but Maida and GG, there's just for fifteen goals between them. Right. Um, which, and that's pretty much again, since Christmas. Well, since the year, exactly. So, I mean, since we since Kyogo got injured. Um, right. And anything else you want to add to that, Ross? Um, I just basically that he's a nuisance and he, he's a presence and. He holds the ball up. He, he just occupies defenders all the time. And then the minute the ball comes into the, the box, he goes for that big nuisance, that like presence that looks a bit unruly at times to, like, boom, he's there front post and in front of his man like he's a, like he's a wee Kyogo. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets... He's all round game. I, I absolutely think he's... Absolutely brilliant, and uh, uh, for the turn of the year, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong. I, I have to say, in the first half, there was a couple of things never came off from, but it doesn't matter. He keeps going. He, he believes in himself. He's, he's so confident, and he just keeps going, and he he believes that the goal will come, and more often than not, it does. And you you can't. I, I've not got a bad word to say about the guy. To be perfectly honest, with you. I think we're now seeing why he was the top goal scorer in the Dutch league. It's mm-hmm. right. He just always gets in positions, like you said. Sometimes things weren't coming off him, but he still got in there. Similar to what Maeda does. He maybe has a bad touch, but he, yep. does, he still goes looking for the ball. Mm-hmm. They're always Aye. looking for it. No, nobody, nobody in that Celtic team hides. And by yeah. the way, I'd also like to say that once again, Greg Taylor had a tremendous game. He, he's up and <laughs> down, he's up down that line. He's inside. <laughs> I I know I know you don't joking, like him, John. Mate. But listen, they had a solid game. I'm not going to deny it. He had a great I, game. And and listen, it, oh, of memory, right? I think the only time for the turn of the year that I I can remember Greg Taylor having a game where you would say he didn't have a good game was probably the I'm sure it was the home leg against Bodo, uh, and th- that brings to fruition the as as that level for Europe, but. That that's up for discussion, but as regards domestically, and Ange, Ange trusts him, Ange likes him. 
he's seven out of ten every week, and he, he was brilliant last night. He's got a tremendous engine on him, and right now Greg Taylor's who, who we have, and for me, his first choice for that left back berth. Yeah, I know Juranovic came in and all that, and he's done well over there. But I still think for me, Greg Taylor's. I I really like the guy. I think he's the man. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I've said it numerous times, and you're right in touching on it, and again, I don't want to dwell too much on the whole Taylor thing, because mm-hmm. we've discussed this at length, but you're right, domestically, he's he's solid, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a 7 out of 10, domestically, and you, you can rely on him to put your work rate in, we know that, but he's no, when you look at other, like, when you're playing against higher level opposition, and a, sorry, even a conference league, he struggled, I mean, I didn't need disrespect to Bodo, obviously, because they're a top side and they no, proved no. that. But when when you're playing against these other sort of European teams, we we he, he does tend to struggle. Uh, and Let as me... I said before, I think that Sorry. domestically he's solid and you can rely on him. And I can't fault the boy's heart and his work rate because he's it, it's superb. I still think his final ball's sh- shocking, and I, I still think that in terms of European level, he's he's no. At that level yet, and we should be looking for better. But well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: Is he any worse a player than Anthony Ralston? Is he any worse a player than Anthony? Or or is Anthony Ralston any better a player than him? Whatever way you want to look at it. Again, I think domestically they're they're probably solid on par. I think Ralston. I don't think Ralston's the best player European level either. Aye, but some people are saying. Ralston, like, if he hadn't come out of teams, could be player of the year this year. But Greg Taylor's Possibly. pish. I think I, 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 Ralston overall, this, he's had a better season than Taylor overall. He's contributed, he's scored goals but as well. He's got more He's got more assists and goals, but in the sense of playing that position, I don't think there's any in between them. Oh, they certainly wouldn't put Ralston at left back. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> I, I, I stopped mean, drinking Friday. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just want to move on as well. Again, we're missing some right. of these comments, and some of them are cracking. Kevin's come in and says, what, "What's your thoughts on a four-three-one-two with Jota, Ten, Maeda, and Kyogo up top pulling defenses all over the place? That is frightening." And I think uh, Williams echoed that Jota. as well. Front three, uh, Jota, Maeda, and Kyogo is scary, and I, I would one hundred percent agree. Can you imagine, like the the pace and the like I said, that that is that would give teams nightmares. I thought I just I, I don't see Ange going away for the four three three, but that's no. But obviously that that front three works on the four front the four three three. Aye, Joe on the right. Aye, this seems the four two one three or whatever. Is I just any? I don't know. I just I feel like it's always got to be the four three three type thing. Aye, aye, I agree with that. But I mean, it's, it's still quite a. Quite oh, it's, it's awesome, and again, as teams and managers and defences looking at that front three once Kiel goes back, and then looking at them and going, This is going to be an absolute nightmare. He's got they'll, they'll run them ragged, right? Um, and again, it goes back to the options that we've got because yeah. I mean, you look at it there, Jot on the right, Maya in the left, Kyogo through the middle, frightening. Then you could go Jot on the left, Abada on the right, Kyogo through the middle. Then you could go Forrest on the left. Abad on the right, Jacob Marcus through the middle. Then you could go 
there's so many combinations. You could go, you could go, you could go I mean, that just again, it just shows the level of depth. That we're aye, so many combinations, and every one of them would scare the life mm-hmm. out of 99% of every, all Scottish teams. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I'm speaking for experience. I played with obviously. I never played at a professional level, but I played as a defender, and a defender's worst nightmare is players with pace. Mm-hmm. It, like it doesn't matter how good they are with the ball at their feet or their technical ability. If they if they're quick enough to knock a ball by you, uh-huh. that's it. And Aye. I know you you can just tell that Kyogo, Maeda, and Jota will terrorise defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin in four three one two great plan B. We know Hans doesn't like plan B's. It's plan A uh-huh. or plan A two. <laughs> plan A better. <laughs> uh, uh, Ian McIntosh again, professional work right now is great to see. I would agree with that, Ian. I think it's been fantastic. Um, what happens when you've got players that want to be there, but eh? hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's it's clear to see that they're loving the football we're playing at the minute as well. And I don't think, and like you said, that they're working, they're playing for the not just the fans, but they're playing for the manager as well. They're doing everything mm-hmm. he's asking them. Uh, Lanky again, we're all talking about having a fully fit squad soon. I've got different setups, but the thing is, it's a hard decision for Ange. Absolutely, again, Lanky, it comes back to this whole the the level of depth we've got and the the options that you have in there. The, the, it, it's just, again, you come back to the start of this season or the end of last season, did you think we'd be in this position? I certainly didn't. No. Uh, well, I mean, I, I have to say, I was a bit more optimistic than most. I, I did believe all summer that no matter how late the manager came in, I, I did believe that we could still challenge for the title and rebuild. Not at the level we have, absolutely no, not at the level we have, but I still believe that going into this season that we should be setting our sights on winning the league. Some people were saying the season of transition will take a cup or whatever. Celtic's primary thing every single year is league title at worst. Oh, no, no, I totally agree with that. It's just sometimes, from a second, it's just maybe being pessimistic and that just maybe just try to look at the bigger picture. But no, I totally agree. You always should be looking to win the league. I just think, for me anyway... 100%. Wins, I think what I'm, what I'm referring to mainly I is... Probably just looking at an isolation, so to speak. Uh-huh. Aye, and I mean, if you compare it to... Obviously, we knew coming, out of the, coming to the back of last season how dreadful it was for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the, the turnaround, no manager coming in, a manager coming in late who we'd never heard them, but I think a lot of us were critical. Um You've you had changes uh, at the back room, Law stepping down, a new guy coming in, then him leaving. Is that there was a lot of things happening behind the scenes as well, uh, and coming into the season, you had nine for your first eleven or something, we're running about that out the door, and you knew about the turnaround. So again, I, I think when I'm saying when you look at it, when it came to the start of the season, would you you if did you think we would be in this position? Because if I mean I, I, and Ross, I, I do. I love your optimism, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> to, to turn around and say that oh, you, you, we should be challenging. I mean, of course, we should be challenging for a league every season, a cup every season. I don't think that's under any doubt, and we, we should have went into this season regardless of what happened, ready to fight to win the title back. Absolutely, but I think the position that we're in is far further on than where I probably thought we would be. Absolutely, it, is what I'm saying, and I, I, I mean, it, 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 again, it, it's testament to the signings we've made and the, the work rate of the guys uh, in the team because they, they're, they're, as I said, they're playing for the manager, they're playing for the team, 
and they're buying into this sort of this whole Ange ball ethos and they're they're doing what they need to do and we're, we're unrelenting at times against teams. <coughs> um, it's just unfortunate that we're no scoring the kind of goals compared to the amount of chances we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, I might come in. Browns have come in and said Staffelt gives me the fear, boys. Sorry, but it doesn't look like a four million signing to me. Um, I think it's still he's still got time, but you can see weeks passing game again. We've touched on it. He's getting better and better, and he's he, he's solid. I think he's 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 shown that there's a player there for me. Uh, he's um, vastly improved for the start of the season. He's, there is still hairy moments. He still gets too tight, but for where he was at the start of the season, to where he is now, he's he's improved vastly, and I think testament to that is he's partly the meanest defence in Scottish football mm-hmm. by some distance. No. Uh, Brown, again, talking about Jack O'Makis, top scorer on a side that was relegated. How often is that the case? Uh, 9-1 touches, but Jack O'Makis mm-hmm. was also robbed of four other goals by Maida and Turnbull. Uh, he puts in a good shift and still only played around 12 other minutes. I mean, these are, uh, again, it, it just should, Jack O'Makis, I think, is going to be a player for us. I don't think there's no doubt about it. The difficulty <laughs> is is when Kiel goes back and at full fitness. Whatever the issue is between Joe, I mean, it's Angus must the headache he's going to have picking the first eleven. But again, it's playing for the fixture. You know, coming up against a Livingston, you want a jacket Marcus in because either way they defend, they don't leave themselves any gaps or anything like that. So it's not going to really suit a, a Kyogo through the middle or a May down the left or anything like that. Well, we don't know. We've not seen that pairing yeah. yet. But you know well, what I mean. I'm loving that. By the way, thanks for all the interaction in the chat, boys. Uh, I'm, good, loving it. I'm trying to keep up with everything as well as obviously discussing other stuff next time we look at Collier Taylor talk when he comes off the pitch <laughs> so it's no green and white <laughs> if you want a proper left back then it's Taylor if you want a win back then Scales or Jura I mean I, I would agree with that to an extent he is a battler yeah, I'm assuming this is know, talking think, again this is how far behind we're I think you lost a lot of your your Anovich at left back I think it's, it's Taylor or Scales it's no your at left back for me I don't. For me, it's no Taylor or Scales. It's it's Taylor. I think Aye, Taylor's well, a better me, player. Taylor, to be honest, and I, I'm I'm not Taylor's biggest fan. Oh, I know. No, I, I, <laughs> I know, but this is. I, I mean, we've said. I'm not going to dwell on it too much, but we've said that. I, I think that Taylor is solid for domestic level, but we should be looking for better. He wouldn't have been the team if fans didn't trust him again. I'm assuming we're talking about Taylor. This is how far Aye. behind in the comments I'm. Um, <laughs> you better come in and I apologise for that. Ralston links up superbly others. Uh, Taylor fits in the way you see that. Again, talking about formations, four one three two is a four three three. Depends how you're looking at Kevin. That does uh, it's it's you could aye. Really four four three one two without the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a valid point. There you go. And used to play a three five two and a four three three at Yokohama, so he da- he has changed it up. There we go. He is capable of doing it. Jota is comfortable on the right. Brown, what mm-hmm. I would agree with that. So, oh, these comments, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Taylor took a lot of stick. I agree with that. Good pro, in my opinion. I would agree with that. He does. Mm-hmm. Get, I, I mean, he gets a lot of stick. And for me, sometimes it's warranted. But again, we're not doing it. Taylor, Taylor is Ross's love child. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John Lake, but what the fuck is actually up with Kyogo, Hammy? I think it was a hamstring injury, Joe. Uh, welcome in, by the way. Uh, uh, by the way, is he back in training? Was it, did I hear that somewhere today? I think he's back in training. Uh, 
read somewhere in, I've read on Twitter that he was back sprinting at Lennox Town. I've not actually seen any videos of that. Aye. I've not seen any. Back, back in the grass. Back in the grass, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's coming to the end of whatever yeah. it was that was plaguing him because it'd be good to get him back. Uh, Kevin, the squad is exciting. Summer's only going to make it better. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown's coming in. Julian pulling Superman poses and training and not even make the bench is getting a bit cringy. <laughs> 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 I, I think his time will come. I, I, I mean, we know Julian's solid and the, the appearance, but we've seen him since he came back from injury. He never put a foot wrong for me. Uh, he, he looked solid. He, he, the difficulty is, is you don't want to break up. And we've we've, we've no. spoken about this numerous times. You don't want to break up this pairing at the minute, especially at this stage of the season, given how critical it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if 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 you're like if if he's on the bench and you're up three nothing against a team, aye, no reason. Minutes in his legs, aye. Um, he wasn't even in the squad last night, was he? I think he's he on the bench. I think he was on the bench. I, I, maybe somebody can clarify that, but I'm, I'm sure he was. Definitely wasn't in the squad for loving. So I think he tore. Ah, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. Mm. Anthony, best team in the world. End the story. Thanks for listening to my TED talk. That was well worth the admission fee, Anthony. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce your name, but welcome. I don't know what that means. Filmmaker Cece. I'll get Stephen. Stephen. Do you want to say that? Stephen, come in. <laughs> Clouter, if Julian was chocolate, he'd eat himself. So, <laughs> hey, so, so I would I was Julian looking like that. Like, <laughs> he's well tidy. <laughs> Stephen, what are you on about, mate? I think you need to put the drink down. I, I didn't even, I put it, brought it up before I seen it. A lot of people saying, I never thought, said at the start of the season it would be a year of no trophies. And, wait, I never said, thought at the start of the season it would be a year of no trophies. I don't think many of us did, Davey. I think no. that we, we were still confident that at some level we would compete and at, we'd expect us to, like I said earlier on. I don't think any has come into this season expecting it to be a failure and we were winning nothing. Um, that was like, you want to put last season on the back burner and move forward. But I think what the point we were making was, or at least that I was trying to make, was coming into this season, based on how bad last season was and based on the amount of personnel changes that we went through and everything else that was happening in the back room, that you would be, if, if somebody says we'd be tapping the league, we'd have a League Cup, we'd be getting into a semi-final, and would be what seven or six okay. league games, seven league games away for a treble. I, I would have been all at it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I uh, sorry, I just want to catch up with these comments. I, I mean, absolutely trailing because I've been everybody's commenting and I'm loving it. And you'll have the keys to the Ferrari. And can also... <laughs> mm-hmm. Six months ahead, I thought we would be. I would agree, Alistair. That's what the point mm-hmm. I'm trying to make. Uh, Again, I'm sorry if I'm missing any comments as well, boys. I'm sorry, I, I, like I'm saying, but I'm loving the involvement. Thanks for getting everybody getting involved. Um, I'm just going to bring up. I'm not going to. I can't comment on everything. There's, there's far too many at the minute. But um, I just want to, just quickly just before we move on because I mean we're 50 minutes deep and we've not even touched on the draw yet. The goals <laughs> we've, we've touched on. Jack and Mark has got two goals. Cal <clears throat> uh, Mark's goal was was a peach. I think we should be doing more. It went, McGregor done is looking for that space and then t- taking a shot on site when mm-hmm. you've got the space. I don't think we do enough of that at the minute, uh, and it proved that it can work. Um, and Jack and Marcus, he got in the end of those two goals. I think they were a wee bit favourable in some of the touches that came off. But listen, you'll take it. 
it's mm-hmm. two goals is two goals. What was your what was your your thoughts on the goals initially, Francis? Well, you say the, the first one, obviously, Carl McGregor. It's a nice wee short corner, one pass into McGregor's touch and shoot. It's it's nice to see us not necessarily try to tap ins with twenty <coughs> passes and cutbacks and that. There's all different ways of scoring the perfect goal, and I know it was a reflection, but you could class that as the perfect perfect goal from a set piece. It was a short corner, one pass later, it's in it's in the goal. Then uh, Jack and Max's first goal, Maeda. Who I, I said that sometimes his first touch is questionable. If you actually see the replay of it, his touch to then start on the run is absolutely brilliant. It just kills it and takes it straight into his stride and that then cross maybe isn't cross isn't actually the worst to be fair, but Seagrest fumbles at Yakamakis is there like any good striker, he's in the right position at the right time, knocks it in, then the the third goal were cruising the game. Not looking like we've got to lose, and Karamoko Dembele's been very, very aggressive in his attack. He's been running forward, then just shoots, takes a deflection. Jack Amakis has been credited with a goal. I've yet to see a, a decent replay with it where he gets a touch on it, but again, I think he did, and only just like he, he, yeah. he, he only just managed to get a touch Either on it. Again, it's, it's another, it's, he's there again to cause a nuisance, he was there to put people off. And it's kind of just where you want your striker to be, just in amongst the thicket. And just, ah, it was three good goals. Like, Jack and Mac's two goals were messy, but they're good goals if you, if you kind of break them up and how you look at them. They can be seen as messy goals, but when you think about it, he's, he's in the right position both times to get an off Aye, exactly. Absolutely. I'll take him scoring another. Every goal being messy doesn't matter, it's a goal. Exactly, exactly, and I think that's the most important thing. He says, right. it, 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 there were there were proper kind of poachers' goals, and that that he was in the right place at the right time, and he just mm-hmm. needed to get a touch on it, a tap on it. Doesn't matter how favourable it was or the kind of deflections it took, it hit the back of the net at the end of the day, and that's what mm-hmm. it matters. Correct. Ross, are you are you the sort of same? Uh, I pretty much. I mean, they weren't the the prettiest the goals, any of them, but they, you can't be pretty all the time. Uh, McGregor's one, I get what you're saying, you'd like to see the play, uh, players taking early shots more often because you, you see it gets the deflection, it can go anywhere, it goes in the bottom corner, it gets us off and running. Uh, I think at times Jota has tried to take shots from outside the box, but in recent times they've been fucking wild, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I think we, we do at times try to take shots, but we... we we do tend to get the ball wide a lot, so you've not always got that opportunity. But I think I seen a start the other week as well. By the way, I don't think we've got that many guys that are great for hitting shots outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I seen a start the other week. I think it was maybe the might have been the Hibs or the Livingston game, and it was something like at at that point of the game when the start came up. I think Celtic had had twenty nine direct free kicks in the league this season mm-hmm. and scored none they've mm-hmm. not scored a, a direct free kick yet so that tells you all you need to know which is maybe a bit why they don't take as many shots as you would like I mean Ryan Christie was doing it last year and it was fucking flying everywhere you know what I mean so it, it's it's alright if you're if you're getting it on target or getting it in in the area sort of thing mm-hmm. but if they're going flying it's a waste of time mm-hmm. um, but aye uh-huh. the, the Giacomacus two goals uh, 
again, poachers' goals, just not no the prettiest, but they all count, and it's a cup tie, so it doesn't matter how you get into the into the goals, as long as you win the cup tie, and that's basically what happened last night. And I, I don't know if you're going to touch on it, by the way, you, you maybe are, but the the goal that uh, was it my head that scored it. Aye. Aye. For me, that's a goal all day long. I, 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 I would have said so. You brought up the rules in the group chat. But then, then, <laughs> then, we're, then we're getting into discussions about referees, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't because I'll end up. Well, that's not. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I agree with you. It should have stood. It beat on an asshole. Um, end of story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. He got the Hitati one spot on, though, you have to say, for me. The yeah, sending off. Aye, aye, aye. He gave him a yellow card. It was nothing more than a yellow card for no. me. I mean, I, he has. He, he started. He start, You could telegraph it a mile away what Hatati was doing. Yeah. He was going to win a big tackle, but and he's ran for a distance. But he, he does like dive in, but like halfway through the action, he, he sort of realizes I'm getting nowhere near this, and you can see him starting to like. Like draw his leg up a bit to, to pull out it, and I think for me, if his leg stays straight and he goes right into it and commits ah, fully, no, then it's 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 a red card. But he pulls out it. There's minimal, if any, contact. It was nothing more than a yellow card, and he got that one spot on. No, absolutely. Um, I I think that the some of the. Uh, there's me talking about the referees. I don't really want to get into it too much, but I think some of the decisions are questionable. They have been for us for the majority of the season, as far as I'm concerned. I think something should be done about it, but nothing will be. I'm not confident that the select board will actually stand out and say something needs to be done about the level of refereeing in Scotland because it's absolute shite, plain and simple. Um, but aye, Ross, end of the day, going back to the goals we scored, as you said, it doesn't matter how you score them, it's scoring them that matters. It was a cup tie, we won. 3 nothing through the semis, and then immediately after the game was the Scottish Cup semi-final draw. Now, somebody said an interesting statistic, which I didn't baffled me yeah, that this is the first time aye. That, aye, that there's been a Celtic Rangers Hearts Hibs uh, at this stage yeah, in the Cup. Aye, and uh, that just seems mental that that's yeah, never happened yeah. before. Okay. It was Anthony um, that said that. Aye, but I think they, they they echoed that on the the, the telly as well oh. afterwards, um, mm-hmm. because I was like, "Is that kind of be right? Surely no." Uh, but then, I mean, as it turns out, it is. And uh, so the draw was coming up. I think Maysters were sort of. I was hoping for Rangers. I mean, I think we were all praying for a for that game to happen. Um, and I mean, you could have. I I did call it. I'm not saying that it was. The, the SFA are corrupt as they come, but I don't think they would have rigged <laughs> that. Wait, weighted but balls. Weighted balls. <laughs> I mean, Michael Stewart said they the draw before it happened. What's that? Michael Stewart said the draw before it happened. Aye, he did, aye. Aye, <laughs> I think Maesters could see it, it coming. He didn't aye. say, I think this is the draw. He said, this is the draw. Aye, I know. No, it, it's... it's. Oh, he did say this is the draw, didn't he? Aye, I remember aye. that. And then, because they, they asked him about it, and he was like, "Oh, hey, uh, uh, it was just it, it was not one." <laughs> so the draws been made. Uh, it's us against them. Uh, another derby, another derby game. Um, we'll obviously touch on that in a lot more detail 
as and when it comes. But what was your initial thoughts when the draw was being made? Were you were you hoping to get them, or were you were you hoping that maybe they go uh, uh, uh Hearts who would not come out? <clears throat> I, I don't know. This semi final are a wee bit bottom merchants anyway, regardless who they get in the <clears throat> semi finals. But it was one of the ones where uh, I put sound in. Oh, I don't know how, but like if you're if they're going to beat you, you would rather they beat you in the semi final in the final, if that makes sense. So if we do it, like I, I'm not bothered who we got in the draw because the way we are playing now, like thirty games after last night, undefeated domestically, so it shouldn't matter who we got in that draw last night. But we should, we shouldn't be worried about who we get it. But it's one of the ones where, the same token, I've forgot to go out to them, but as well as you better get beat before the final. I think, but I'm, I'm totally forward to it, especially the fact that it could be three derby games in April because we've also got the one in a couple of weeks, then the, the Scottish Cup semi-final and you'll likely, after the split, the game will probably be pretty early because depend, maybe depending on if we if we win at Ibrox, obviously puts it to minimum six points or well, can put it to about six points it might delay the, the last derby game, but they tend to find that they didn't really like them being league deciders, so to speak, even though if we were six points and one would go nine points, mathematically it's not over, but it's, it's pretty much over. So so potentially three derby games in, in April, which is, is nice to look forward to, John. Maybe. could be absolutely horrendous if you lost off the... Aye. It's not worth thinking about. What about you, Ross? When when the draw was made, what was your thoughts? Was, was that the draw you were hoping for? I wasn't. Wasn't hoping for anything really. We play. We draw who we draw. It's it's one of three teams. We got Rangers. They say that on paper, if we didn't get them in the semi final and we made it to the final, then the likelihood is we play them in the final. I think at this stage of the season, both teams are, are going pretty well. I think Celtic are going slightly better than Rangers. Uh, I'm confident now playing them at any point with the team that we have uh, and the way we're playing. That's not to say you'll definitely win the game, but at this stage of the Cup, you take whoever. You're in the semi-final. You've got two games. Celtic are probably the best team in Scotland right now. Uh, you would have to say. I, I don't think many can argue with that, the way we're playing. So, you're, you're constant going into every game and just, I would have took whoever. Doesn't bother me. We'll, we'll hate to play them at some point. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And funnily enough, we we play them just prior uh, mm-hmm. at Ibrox uh, and what could ultimately be the league decider. Uh, I think Joe touched on it uh, earlier mm-hmm. on as well. Um, sorry, Joe. Uh, we the league decider. Um, you, and he's why I answer that question for Joe. I think if we win for that game, I think if we win, like you say, John, it's it's pretty much games a bogey. Like I think six points with what will be five games left. I think it's the last game before the split in it. So the way we're playing, I would not expect a seven-point turnaround with five games to play. Uh, I, th- I agree that I think uh, Jack and Marcus is right, just the way he played in the previous game. I would... It goes back to that playing the fixture. I, th- 
I would probably play him in the the remaining derby games. Jack Lancaster's back. I don't if we even if we come out of that game still three points ahead, I th- think it's on I'd be more than confident we will then go on to win the league. If, if they pull it back to the equal points, it's maybe puts a wee bit of, I don't know if it put a wee bit of doubts, but it, it gives him more belief. I think if we can yeah. come out of that either equal or obviously increase the points that advantage it's puts puts us in a really, really favourable position. Yeah, I mean that, that that's solely that's obviously solely based on the fact that like between now and the end of the season, that game being the only one where either side can drop points. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I, I would answer that after uh, the weekend's games because we if we get a win against Ross County, they hate to go to Dundee. They hate to go to Dundee and win. I'd love it if we beat them. I'd love it. It depends. Uh, I've just got to say, it depends. If both take maximum points in their next games, then going into the game at Ibrox, if it's still a three-point lead and we win at Ibrox, for me, we don't we don't relinquish a six-point lead. We nah. what is it? Five games to go. Aye, I, I mean it, it, it would be the worst possible scenario for that to happen uh, I, I agree I, so Joe I answer your question I'm in agreement with the boys as well at the, winning that game even and here's a valid point as well uh, Alistair coming in worst case we're top on goal difference if we lose Aye. as Aye. long as we're not drawing any other points we, we can afford to lose that game mm-hmm. as long as but we don't drop any other points the rest of the season for me, you don't, I, you, you don't, you, you don't, I, you, an Ange won't go into that game thinking, no, absolutely. Oh, if we, no, I mean, it's, I play for go, and, go, and, go, and, go and play the, the, the way you've been playing, go to yeah. Ibrox and win. You're more than capable of doing it. And by the way, that's no disrespect to Rangers because, uh, on, on the other hand, like Rangers are more than capable if they turn in a performance that they've turned in in Europe, like say against Borussia Dortmund. But I'll tell you one thing. If they defend, like I watched the game last Thursday, if they defend the way they defended against uh, Red Star, Celtic will cut them to shreds because mm. Red Star were millimetres but woods away for scoring. Oh, there you go. For scoring three at Ibrox. Mm. So if they defend like that, Celtic will cut them to shreds at the back. Mm. Aye, absolutely. I, I mean, we showed that in the last the last derby game. Um, Rangers were they, they were obviously in a position where Rangers won't play against us like any other team in the league this season. That's fact. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to come at us because they want to win. Well, they need to one hundred percent. They need well exactly. They need to win, so they need to open up. They need to come at us. That mm-hmm. themselves leaves them exposed at the back. And given the yeah. way we play football, that plays into our hands. That's plays into our favour. Our biggest concern going into that game is. Can we maintain the levels defensively and shut them out? Mm-hmm. Because I don't doubt for one second we're going to create numerous chances, numerous chances if they open up and we'll score. I mean, I don't have any concerns on that either. But again, it all comes down to whether or no defensively they're putting a shift in and we manage to, to hold them out because we've seen on occasion all it takes is if they get an early goal, they can shut up shop and that's what worries me. Um. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, I think that the 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 derby game um, is going to be paramount in deciding who potentially wins the league. 
Although, Aye. like I say, or like you mentioned earlier, goal difference still plays a factor. And as long as we don't, if, if for worst case scenario we lose against Rangers, you're still tap on goal difference. And, and they've still that, come to us. Mm-hmm. Aye, exactly. And it, it, you're, you're, in, you're still in a strong position. So pressure the is box, on them. Oh, yeah, pressure's on them big time, as Kevin says. Uh, Ian's come in, Angie, Angie will fancy beating Sevco on their own patch. Oh. I 100% agree. Uh, Davies come in. We could theoretically still lose two games as long as we beat them once in the league. We let them go advantage. Beat them at Ibrooks, and it's practically over for them. I would agree. I mean, I think if we beat them, it's done. It's over. Aye. I think so. If, if we go to Ibrox and win, that's it, that's it. It's just we need Aye. we just need to win two games for the treble. Mm. Aye, well, that's, that's, that's not true because we need to win the remaining games <laughs> in the league. But you can, what I mean? Eh? Aye. <laughs> assuming, assuming that those are. The, 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 I just talked a lot of shit. We'll see you later. I I think we. Know what you mean. Yeah, Ian, Ian, there echoing exactly what we we're saying. If 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 they go if they mm. go for it, it's going to play right into your hands. It'll work in their favour, and you'll definitely go there to beat them. Um, we scored first to play, so it's a nasty, very quick. Oh, very quick. They'll turn their own score free, and the pitch will get invaded. Can't wait to see it. Joe four and it's George Square Monument battles. <laughs> Benchy's Benchy's welcome. <laughs> Benchy's welcome. Uh, obviously, uh, but the first step into winning the league obviously comes this weekend. Uh, another game, uh, a tough game uh, against Ross County. Who again? Are, all these teams. I mean, on paper you think we should walk out of these teams, but we've seen in the past that's not the case. Uh, they always come. And they defend well against us. They set themselves up well. And every team we've played this season has, has, has done the exact same thing. They're going to try their best to shut us out and they'll be happy with a draw. So, three points this weekend is absolutely paramount for me. I mean, we need to be putting all these games away now um, and hopefully doing it comfortably. I don't, uh, like you said, one or ones give me the fear. Um, because. <laughs> Or leaving it late, I'll hear a heart attack if, if that keeps up before the end of this year. Um, but just come to yourself, Francis. Like as we always do, prior to a game coming up, what do you think the lineup's going to be? Uh, well, because even though we've already established <laughs> it at this point, it's pointless. Uh, what, what, <laughs> uh, and I in think, the chat as well, if he's right, what do you think, think is going to be the starting lineup? Joe Hart, I think the back four will stay with Juranovic, um, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. The midfield three, I think he'll, but being at Parkhead, he'll probably stick with, or maybe I think he'll bring a Rogic in for O'Reilly, maybe swap them about. And then obviously with McGregor and Hattati in there, then I think he might keep the front three the same. Just simple, I don't know where a bad and or where obviously whether it be illness or injury, I just I don't see the need to be rushed. We don't see don't need to be rushing anybody back. So the only real change I, I can I would make is maybe Roberts for O'Reilly. Just it seems to be he's rotating them now, not because I thought O'Reilly was bad last night, it just seems to be one or two get rotated. Is that <laughs> that's 11 players, mate. 
Fair enough, fair enough. What about you, Ross? Uh, you don't have to say, same as Franny. <laughs> Aye, I've got to be boring as fuck, but and it, it pretty much is. I think the, the, back, the back four picks at sale to an extent, especially at home. I think Juranovic will play uh, before mm. um, Ralston. I think if it had been up at Dingwall, Ralston probably would have started the game, but uh, heart and goals, obviously, and I think it'll, I think I agree with Franny. I think Rogic will probably come in for O'Reilly. Uh, you could maybe make a case Hatati for me sometimes he's looking tired uh, but I don't think it's a game you could bring Beaton in but I, I think he'll go with Hatati McGregor and Rogic and then I think be, just purely because I don't know the situation with uh, Jota Abada I think he'll go with Maeda Giacomacus and a uh, forest on the right. Aye, I would Pretty agree. That. I mean, I, 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 I think it's going to be a very similar. I'm, I'm, I'm as boring as it is. It's going. I think it's going to be the same. I can't see too many changes. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I think uh, rather than like, uh, I'd, I'd probably start Rogic and rather than O'Reilly play Beaton. Mm. Um, Kevin's come in. Hart, Juranovic, CCV. Taylor, he's missing Starfelt. I'm assuming he means Starfelt. Taylor, Meadon, yeah. Calmac, O'Reilly, Maida, Jack and Marcus, Abada. And there he goes, he's mentioned Starfelt. Yeah. Uh, Brown's coming. I'd like to see Julian get some game time. I feel like I'd be needing a run in. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, Brown. I think that uh, starting him uh, isn't the best option at the minute. But if you get if you get build up a, a lead and you're cruising, then certainly bringing them on and getting minutes mm-hmm. in them is, is going to benefit us. That needs to uh, be, uh, you need to be up. Three now before you Aye. you change that pair, no. Can mm-hmm. I take any risks? I agree with that. No, no, no. Uh, at that stage. David Boy, you think speed on and Abada in for Riley and the Forest? Uh, oh, Forest. <laughs> O'Reilly. <laughs> Riley and O Forest. Uh, o Forest. <laughs> um, O'Reilly and Forest. Uh, Scott coming in with the Hail 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 Scott. Mm-hmm. Welcome in. Um, Kevin, if it's this hard for us to pick a team, imagine playing against yeah. us. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. agree. Aye, nobody can see what what starting eleven they're they're going to be facing. Aye, exactly. Getting opposition. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, David comes in as well. Uh, if James does have a niggle, Ange might not aye. risk playing him in case he aggravates okay. it further. Then Bailey can shout. Aye. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would. In fact, I would probably I would go Dembele ahead of Abada if that's the case personally. Uh, I I just I feel like Dembele's got a lot to offer us, and I think he he he, he can show it if he's given uh, like. Try and give him a full ninety in that position just to see how he does. My thing is, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, for me, it's similar to Julian. You just kind of risk it at this stage. Aye, it's, I think it's similar to an extent. Mm-hmm. Defensively, though, you need your defence as solid as it can be. No, no, I get that. I appreciate it's two different, totally different positions in the park and stuff. But I just think where we're at, what we're aiming to get to, the now, we're like how close we're to that. I just we can't be taking too many risks. Mm-hmm. I think if well, no, no, to start the game. I think mm-hmm. like sorry, for I, think, I was going like, to say I think he might, he might see he'll get more than fifteen minutes if we're cruising. He might get even thirty aye, minutes. Aye, like like last night. If mm-hmm. if we're comfortable in the game, I think he'll come on and get minutes in his legs. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think at this stage of the season, for guys like Julian and Dembele, it's just about getting minutes in their legs and mm-hmm. just contributing. A bit like uh, what do you well, call I mean, McCarthy un- un- as well? Just contributing uh-huh. like cameos. No 
no un- starting unlike, games. Sure. I mean, I, I, can, I can understand where you're coming from, but unlike sort of McCarthy and Julian, Karamoko's still getting minutes. He's had plenty of minutes, and he's like, he, I mean, he's just come back from injury, but he's mm-hmm. he's been playing in the 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 reserve side, so he, he and he's scoring goals as well, and he's creating chances. He's playing, which is I think is the main thing. So he's not in a similar position in that he's shaking half roster. He's not like Julian yeah. is because he's been out for a year and a half and he's he's played uh, what twenty minutes, if that. Yeah, so bringing him in is a is a real real risk because you don't know how he's going to pair up with. I'm assuming it would be Carter Vickers, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's, it's a risk. Whereas on the right, if you if you start Dembele and things on the gone right, you can still swap him out for an Abad or a Forest, and you're still giving yourself plenty of chances to win a match. Right. I, I, I would tend to bring him in for an Abad or a Forest, mm-hmm. though. But I mean, totally, it's all about opinions, isn't it? That's why we're here. Kevin reckons if Dembele does start, it's dangling a carrot to get him signed. It may well be, Kev. Uh, honestly, I'd, 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 and I'd like. Shouldn't to he need that carrot? No, oh. he shouldn't. He? And if he doesn't want, to, he doesn't want to be here, then he won't be playing because oh. I just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he obviously does, he or he wouldn't be featuring just uh, off the back exactly. of an injury. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian's come in. Hope you can walk stays and just see what Ange can do with him. I, I mm-hmm. fully agree, Ian. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are back three and start Julian. Brown's come in there. Nah. Complete curveball. No, no. Stick, stick, with, stick with type the new. Stick to the formation right. that we've deployed. Then all the players are on board with now. They totally get it. Every one of them mm. know their jobs. You know what I start tinkering with formations at the business end of the no. season when we're trying to win a league no. title, in my no. opinion. And then Alistair, uh, he reckons Ange doesn't fancy big Julian. I think that's harsh. Uh, uh, no, Julie, I just like Ross has said, it's just that stage of the season's came back for a big injury. Uh, the defence is solid. Why change it? You can't even risk it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why change Don't it? Don't fix something that isn't broke. Uh, regardless exactly. if he's 7 million, 700,000, 20 million, it's no broke. Uh, just leave uh, it. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Next Martin, Martin <laughs> you need to try and stop the youngsters and development squad leaving for other clubs if possible. If you're able to retain them, Martin, I absolutely think we should. We should be doing our best to try and retain them. I think there's a lot of positives in keeping young guys at the club rather than losing them. Uh, I know some of the boys in the podcast don't really care. <laughs> 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 uh, and, and if they don't, but, but I firmly agree. Listen, if, if if they're tempted to go elsewhere and they don't want to stay here and fight for their place, then that's on them as well. Like, don't go then. But I, I'd it's, like it's, to try and do it best. It's difficult for Celtic. The new like you're talking about Doak, right? Going to Liverpool, like that. Is that probably no good? Is that actually? Is that? Oh, it's 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 looking like it's got a heart, mate. It's pretty much all but done, I think. But uh, it's that way. Like it's the bright lights. It's he's getting off. Seemingly, he's been offered twelve grand a week. Like uh, for me, he's not going to. I, I mean, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong there, but uh, he's he's not going to get as many first team opportunities at Liverpool, absolutely, as he not. would at Celtic. But he's going to Liverpool for better money, and probably he'll be playing a better standard of youth football uh, than what he is now playing with better players. Mm-hmm. So he's, that might help his development, but. By all accounts, he's a Celtic supporter. He wants to. He's he's made his debut for Celtic, 
for me, I'm only talking with conjecture here, but has he got the Does right people round about him? I know. If that yeah. was my laddie, I'd be saying, look, just stay at Celtic. Look at Kieran Tierney. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, by all accounts, Doc is the next big thing. I've not seen enough of him to say for definite. But Tierney, like, came up through the ranks, made his way into the team, became a regular, built up a name, and then went mm-hmm. for big money. If Doc is as good as what people are saying, just do that. Do that mm-hmm. way. But then he, yeah, there's pros and cons. You look at like young, uh, what's the guy that went down to Chelsea for Rangers and then went to Norwich? Oh, Gilmore. Gilmore, aye. I was going to say Gemmell, I knew it was not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's, he sort of, he, he's probably got good experience doing playing in the youth set up at Chelsea. Aye, so there's pros and cons. But, and in no way, shape, or form for me is it Celtic's fault if he leaves. It's down to no. the player. It's down to the agent. Mm-hmm. Celtic can Celtic can only offer them offer them what and you're not going to give him crazy money. That'll come. You need to work your way up and deserve to get. The, he's not deserving of whatever money Liverpool are going to give him now, but they're just giving him it because they can. Mm-hmm. On right. on the on the possibility that he might turn into a superstar mm-hmm. no which is never going to be the case but uh, I mean what age is Dokes well, he's just turned 17 16, 17 mm-hmm. but again offered 12 grand a week and it's, he's not just gone to any random club as well I mean he's gone to mm-hmm. a, a massive club in Liverpool mm-hmm. so it's not like he's gone to some run of the mill championship shite it's, it's like 12 Twelve grand a week is hard for anything. Yes, I mean, <laughs> you imagine being sixteen and being offered twelve grand to go to Liverpool a week. Aye, I know. Why? But I mean, he, he'll Why? go down to Liverpool, and he's a million times further away from Liverpool's first team than what he has Celtic's. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So for me, he's I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a funny one, but it's happening more and more. You, you see the, uh-huh. the the guys a couple of years ago went to Bayern Munich for Celtic. Can't mind his name. Uh, that says uh, it already. Like, know what I mean? Nobody knows right. who he is. He's forgotten about massive... his career shot the skids. Yeah, Islam Ferus. Aye, that's an R one. Perfect example of why, and he turned his back on Celtic and Tommy Burns. Mind he mm-hmm. chased the money, and look where his career went. Is he even that is one of them. It's don't know that is, and if you're getting offered the that kind of money, it's. That's where you need. That's where you need to have the right people round about you, family, friends. Do you know what I mean? Can you good for me if that if they were my laddies and Liverpool was coming off and all right, you're looking at like yeah, you you make the money or whatever, right? But if he has got the ability that they say he's got, then believe in yourself. Believe that you can go and get to that level. When mm-hmm. you deserve to be at that level and make your way in the game, play your trade, like do your apprenticeship if you like to mm-hmm. an extent, and try and break into the Celtic first team. And if you Aye. don't do that, then okay, with hindsight, you'd probably look at it and go, maybe I should have took the big money when I had the chance. But d- d- believe in yourself and go and do it. Aye. I think there's a lot of ex-players that have left us and chased the money that are, and by the way not just young guys that have probably regretted it 
Because mm-hmm. the grass, what's it, the, 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 that saying? The grass isn't always greener, as you say. Um, anyway, we'll just, we're nearly at an hour and a half already, boys. Um, oh. So we'll start wrapping things up, but I just want to touch on things. Closest they'll get to Salah is being called La. <laughs> 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 At Liverpool, uh, O'Reilly's only 21, he signed only for football reasons, no money, you'll get his rewards yeah, later. I exactly. agree, I think O'Reilly's a that's perfect a, example. That's the, the point I'm sort of trying to make, I Yep, Doka's a, a, making a mistake, you can be just the Celtic then go as Ross Sadie, and I think that's spot on. Make a name for yourself here, and do your best to fight for your place and get yourself into a team and make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Joe, Griffiths will be cutting about with Farouk shortly, a waste. I don't know where Furus is, and I don't really care. He made his bed. Uh, but listen, um, thank you, as I said, that's an hour and 25 minutes. Thanks to everybody that's tuned in again today. We appreciate the support and the constant. And, and I appreciate I've not got through everybody's messages, and I apologise as we've missed any chat, and the, the chat's been really active, and I've loved it. It's been fantastic. Sorry, chatting to you guys. Um, you, you can't answer them all, John. It's like me and Valentine's no, Day. You just, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just need to skip some of them. Uh, uh, but aye, listen. We'll get you uh, next year. I will get you next year. <laughs> but uh, listen, again, Franny, Ross, thanks for coming on. Uh, as usual, outstanding contributors. Feedback's always appreciated. Uh, I mean, we've taken away from a busy room down here in Cambridge, John, myself. Uh, so. aye. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're obviously... You've given up a, a cracking night out to be sitting here. Tonight, <laughs> um, but no, listen, it's been fantastic. And again, everybody that's tuned in, that's listened in, that's stuck with us for the full hour, 20 odd minutes uh, as well. Support's fantastic. We appreciate it. We say it every time we speak to you guys. We love it. Uh, just fire through the last of these comments <laughs> as much as I can. Um, normally, obviously, we'd sign off with uh, Stevens, but. I don't know how many times he said it. I still, I still want to get it right. Ah, uh, again. It's so so I'm, 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 I'm. Cheers, Kevin. By the way, I appreciate that, James, as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's. I'm not going to bother Mars try to steal his catchphrase or or any any of that crack. But uh, I'll just leave it with this uh, again. Massive thanks. Make sure uh, that you are live 8 p.m. every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, so subscribe if you've not already. Hit the subscribe button. Um, and we'll catch you on Friday. Bye.